This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. Hello. Welcome back. Um, we're going to start right away. I got a bone to pick with you, Ian. Oh, baby. Yeah, welcome home from vacation. I love some you con- said controversy. You said on Twitter that Taylor Swift is the greatest business person of her generation, as if Taylor Swift and I weren't born in 1989, the same year. So here's here's the issue. If we're judging by money or right. sold out sold out stadiums or cultural impact or sure. platinum albums, <laughs> sure. Fine. She's the best. If we're judging by maintained and half maintained GitHub repos, I I'm on the list. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be above her, right? You have to be, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. I so can't I imagine guess my point her... is, what are we judging on is the question. I can't imagine her GitHub repo game is as strong as yours, right? Like, I appreciate I that. I just can't. I was just looking for a little, like, a little nuance <laughs> to the conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, oh, she's so good. I don't know. But yeah. I so she's now selling, she's now outselling, like, Avengers in pre what is it she's she's doing a a concert movie that she's pre-selling yeah so she's had like the biggest concert series ever over this past year and it actually continues into next year but uh and you know tickets are i don't know a friend of mine uh just bought tickets for like three thousand dollars a ticket for next november so i mean it's insane um and so she's been on this tour and she's been recording, you know, obviously she's recording videos of herself. I think mm-hmm. all artists do this, like they record the audio and the video or whatever, just in case they ever want to use it for something. But she's obviously got more of a plan than that. And she's <laughs> releasing it in uh, in the movie theaters. So you can go see it in this break of the tour over the winter. She's not Amazing. performing till next spring. She's going to have the movie. So people who can't spend $3,000 can go uh, see it in the movie theater for 20 bucks or whatever. So I of course got tickets to go see it in IMAX. Um, You know, I need a seven story Taylor Swift. Of course. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. My wife, my wife and several of our friends went to the tour and they Mm -hmm. resurrected the group chat and we're like, all right, when are we, when are we buying tickets to go see (laughs) the movie? It's like, yeah, of course they're going to go see see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw, I think I saw, AMC movie theaters said that they were like beefing up their infrastructure so that they could start doing the the presale. And somebody was like uh, talking about how Taylor Swift is an ops queen because she's making all of these companies increase <laughs> increase their ops so that they can handle the rush. Yeah, and that's what you were saying is that AMC broke all kinds of records for presales mm-hmm. and things. And uh, yeah, so I mean, she's just gonna print all the money. It's like she's totally ready, right? She's She's had a plan. Like, I didn't even consider this. I don't think mm-hmm. many people even, you know, thought about it. I don't think anybody knew about it. And she just comes out of the blue, obviously well-planned, not actually out of the blue. And it's like, boom. Oh, tours ended for this year. Here it is in the movie theater. Everybody yep. can go. And, and super smart that she didn't cannibalize her own tour sales. Because it yes, wasn't like, there will be a movie. That. You don't have to come. Nope. Yep. Uh, Nope. She's and the, and then while the iron's hot, right? While mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it and it's a huge cultural moment, it's like boom, nope, it keeps going. We're not stopping the train. Here's here's the movie version. And obviously yeah. then there'll be the home version and blah blah blah. And uh 
Yeah. So I mean, she's okay, going to lead into I will next allow year. it. I will allow her to edge <laughs> me out for business person of the year 1989. That, that sounds fine to me. What an honor that you were born in the same right? year, Taylor Swift. I know. That's, that's amazing. I was I, I know. Could say that. Unbelievable. No, it's it's really it's an honor, and it's also um like oh dang, we're the same age. Shoot, that sucks. She's <laughs> <laughs> a little ahead. <laughs> yeah. We're playing a different uh, game. Money that's wise. All. We're, yeah, yeah money wise. Not open source repo wise. You know what? Uh, if you listen to her song, you know she has not done so well in the love department. That is and true. I think you're ahead in the love that department and the kid department and all the you know, that end of the world. You're in the lead. That is you're, true. That you're is just a very behind good on the point. money. But you're working on that. But we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Y'all come to my movie. Um, okay, so you're back. I'm back, and and you're back. We're this we're all is back. the first episode that we're in uh-huh. our both in home turf. So That's right. This is exciting. How was the return Proper home? Cameras. Good. We also had a long. You know, you were on a long trip. We yeah. this is like the longest trip, like road trip. I think we've really ever taken down to the Outer Banks. So that was a bit of a haul. But the kids are big now, so it wasn't too bad. Not too much fighting and crying and stuff like that. But he's humanoid now which is awesome <laughs> so uh yeah so we actually stopped in dc both ways to uh just like break up the trip to avoid the 11 or 12 hours straight through um did y'all do any like, nice. sightseeing or was it just uh, overnight yeah the first the way down we did do sightseeing I mean, we've been there a few times before but um you know kind of walked the national mall yeah i love the lincoln memorial it's my favorite so hit up lincoln um uh, you know did that kind of area and then uh, I know we went out to dinner, whatnot. And then the way back, uh, we were gonna go to the Postal Museum. We didn't even realize there was oh. a Postal Museum. We we're like, oh, Postal Museum. But anyway, what didn't is, happen. What is that? We got just a bunch of late. letters, or what are yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> this is what the kids' theory was. <laughs> like, just stamps. It's just Not lost mail. Just stamps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all lost mail. So I don't know what's there because I didn't get to it because oh, we got oh. going kind of late, and then it was wasn't gonna work out. So everybody was exhausted. But we just went to the hotel. Um, I played poker because there's a did you win casino there? Uh, I lost a few hundred dollars, so not Ah. too bad. But I did play like a super long session, and it was a good game. Like there was, it was a great game actually. But I just couldn't find the right spots. So if I know anything about gambling, and I don't, the the strategy is you should chase your losses. I think that's what (laughs) you're supposed to do. Like if you're down, you just keep playing, and eventually it turns around. Yeah. So I mean, this is it. This is sort of the level. It was like a five ten for those of you who play poker. So three hundred dollar loss is actually like almost kind of even, which is yeah. fine. Five um, ten. That feels like a lot. Yeah, like that's a, a bigger game. game than I normally play. Yeah. So. Jeez. But you know, when I have these opportunities to play bigger games, I take it because like where I play locally never has that. So yeah. that was good. Um, but oh, we went to Top Golf. That's the thing we did that oh, night. Nice. We went to Top Golf, which uh, that was another first. So we did the Waffle House first time at Waffle House, mm-hmm. first time at Top Golf, and that was a lot of fun. Food was better than I expected, um, and whatever, just get out there and smack the golf ball around a bit. Yeah, so that was cool. It's fun. It's fun that they bring they bring the food and drink out to you, and it's yeah, just it's hang it's out. like you know it's bar food, but it's it's so fun. I don't even yeah, like yeah. golf, but it's a lot right. of fun. <laughs> I don't love golf either. My middle kid is kind of in this i don't know he's picked up golf in the last month and he's kind of super in the zone on it so that's fun he was all jazzed and um yeah it was good it was good so but good to be back i have like good million things to do yeah that's what i was um, gonna ask how's the return yeah, to so. return to the office life for you 
Man, it's been a crazy morning. Yeah. Right? This is the first day back. It's absolutely bananas. We're doing this like for HelpSpot, we're rolling out this new store. So HelpSpot has, it's not like a regular SaaS app or in the app you do things. It's got this whole store set up that's separate from the app um, because we partially because it's ancient. And so that's mm -hmm. like how you did things in the old days when you had on-premise apps. But also um, we do a lot of other stuff that, isn't even that easy to do with Stripe even still like mm. invoicing. I know they do invoicing, but we handle all kinds of different types of payment. You can send us a yeah. check and whatever, blah, blah. So we have our own thing for that. And uh, so that's a new version that's rolling out today. And in the today. middle of that, yeah. So they're working on that. The guys are cranking away on that. And then uh, I come back to like other, other decisions I made before I left that I don't love. So I'm fixing those decisions. And then, uh, um, yes. and then, uh, and then in the middle of all that, I got one of these emails where like, so I've had ianlandsman.com for whatever, 20 something years, right? Mm -hmm. And one of these Reuters image, you know, copyright royalty mm -hmm. services uh, has hunted me down and found an image I used in 2005 mm -hmm. on a blog post and they want, you know, $2,000. So what? now I got to go through all that headache. So I like took what? that down. But of course, like, my site is built on like an ancient version of jigsaw. So even just taking down oh, the yeah. page was like, mm -hmm. I had to like update the whole thing and like, whatever. So I got that done. Got the Wait, the so page somebody, taken down. somebody tracked you down for what it's, I guess a copyright violation. Yeah. Like I embedded a Reuters image in a blog post in 2005. Um, probably just, yeah, not obviously intentionally uh from somewhere yeah, else that 2005 it was run and gun baby uh, i know so they have these services yeah this is just the way they're making who knows i'm sure they make millions of dollars uh, a quarter on juicing their numbers by hunting down random blog posts and sending threatening letters so so are you free and clear now are you just gonna ignore it I mean, it just happened this morning. I took it down. You are absolutely not free and clear. Um, when this you is legal advice. So yeah, right. if you're paying attention, we're both attorneys for sure. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, whatever. It's one of these games, right? Where like, I'm obviously going to push back on them. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they cut it down a little bit. Do I think I could win in court? Like, I mean, I don't know. Probably not, to be honest with you, because like mm. I use this image. It was there. <laughs> um you know, obviously when it's a thousand dollars or let's say we get down to like a thousand dollars, like, mm -hmm. can I hire a lawyer and fight them for a thousand dollars? Do I no. want to like, go through, right? so it's this whole thing. The, the main thing I was worried about is, is, is it even real? So right. I went through all that. It does seem to be real. So I don't know. You know, it's like this game where Jeez. like, it's not enough money to fight it. Right. So you're just kind of stuck paying the ransom for this ridiculous blog post that nobody's ever seen. Right. Uh, and even when it was new in 2005, 50 people saw it, but whatever. So I went through every other image that's up there in my oh, ancient gosh. history of blogs uh, and made sure there's nothing else, deleted a few things that whatever. I knew they weren't my images. Uh, I don't think they didn't seem good enough to be Reuters images, <laughs> but whatever they were, just whatever, delete them. Uh, so anyway, so that's uh, been my crazy home. return to work. Exactly, exactly. So now I'm thinking we, we, sh we should start a business that, that you know, exploits those images and <laughs> emails and demands payment that sounds pretty awesome Th this is exactly what my wife said she's like we need one of these gigs i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or what about we take the white hat version of that a service that checks your websites and says hey okay. some of these images look a little iffy you might want to clean this up before 
these uh these bad guys get a hold before of we sell yeah. the lead to the bad right. guys who are gonna <laughs> sue you right exactly <laughs> i think that i think that's like a protection racket so yeah yeah i love Pro- a good probably gangster. no good there yeah gangster <laughs> yeah. thing you know i'm big yeah. on the gangsters uh things are good over here we uh we tried to do potty training for the kids over the weekend just total epic disaster just <laughs> not even not even close uh, to yeah. not even close to working yeah. Um, so we didn't, uh, let's see, we didn't fail. We're just going to try again later. <laughs> we, we put, yeah. we put a hold on it and said, okay, this isn't, this isn't working. They are a little young to be fair. And right. so we're just going to try again later. But boy, that was the worst. That was not great. <laughs> it was do super not a, great. Do they have an interest yet or they're not really interested? <laughs> Um, they're not really interested. Yeah. I'll be honest. They're just interested in like interested. peeing on the floor. Right. It's like yeah. okay, yeah. that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a huge fan of that. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, until they get the interest, until they're showing interest in like the toilet and stuff, I feel yeah. like it's kind of gonna be rough there. Yeah. So back to diapers, and everybody's happy. Kids are at school today, and so Woo-hoo. my wife is feeling very light and free. Um. So yeah, good. yeah, much, much better. Um, yeah. And then yesterday was Labor Day and I did a little, I had a little fun me time and just redesigned my site a little bit. Actually, that's, that's totally not fair. Uh, Hugo, the designer at Tuple redesigned my personal site and then Jason nice. Beggs, uh, good guy, Jason built out oh. a lot of it. And then, you know, when you get a design done and then you start to put the real content in and you're like, oh man. I didn't tell the designer about this part right? <laughs> and they, they couldn't have known. And so I'm going to, I am going to tweak it, which usually means like destroy the design. Um, but that's what I've spent a, a, a few hours doing was like playing around with how am I going to fit this content into this design? And it was fun. You know, tailwind still pretty great. Still love awesome. it. It's the goat. I use some of those wild, like uh, descendant selectors. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. A lot of fun. So, right. yeah, good a good distraction after a a, a weekend filled with <laughs> very few wins. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those potty training days, those are rough. Those are it's just brutal. It's just brutal. Especially, I can't imagine two at once. Forget, yeah, even just one is a disaster. Two, is, yep. it, it yeah. scales linearly. I think <laughs> right. it, was a du- it was a double disaster. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You might have to do one at a time. Just because they're twins doesn't mean you have to do them both at the same time too. So you could, yeah. Uh, Whichever one takes an interest, that, that might help get the other one interested once one's doing it, you know? Yeah, that's kinda, true. Go that's that a good route point. with it. Yeah. Oh, man. How's the... Now, I've seen some people talking about screencasting.com videos yep. as if they've seen them, but then, then yep. I checked and it wasn't launched, so I don't know if you have mm-hmm. some people, like... I got some people on the mailing list, man. So okay. I'm trying to do the whole, like, hey, sign up for the mailing list, I'll send you stuff. Sign up right. for the mailing list, I'll send you stuff. And it's working. Um, mm. And so I've sent out a preview of maybe like three or four of the lessons. Um, and then I've started to do, I started to solicit videos from other people. You like, send me your video. I'll do a video review of your video. Mm. And I've sent out a few of those like tear down. Actually, I've sent out one of those tear downs and I have another one going out to the list today. And so it's kind of like, you know, the incentive to sign up for the list is you'll get some content early and then right. hopefully when launch time comes, the list will be, you know, bigger enough to make a difference. So 
Yeah. What are you looking at for launch? When when are you thinking that's going to think, happen? Yeah, I think so. Today we're recording is uh, September 5th. I think it's going to be September, ooh, what is it, 20th maybe? Whatever the Wednesday of that week is. Okay. So I think oh, it's like two and a half weeks close. away. Yeah, very yeah. close. Um, so a lot of good a lot of good stuff happening there. I've also started to reach out to people to do um, like screencaster spotlights. And mm. so we got one in already, uh, Mateus, who's a you know friend of Laravel. Yeah. Um, I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, man, I would love for you to do a video on like, hey, I'm Mateus. This is what I do. Here's kind of my setup. This is my camera, my microphone. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Um, so do like a short, you know, three to five minute video on that, mm-hmm. and then on the page have it listed below of like, here's all the gear that Mateus uses. Here are the links where you can find mm. Mateus's stuff." Um, that way, you know, it's a fun, like, it's a fun way for people to see what other people are doing. Um, you know, if, if they start to look around at like different cameras and microphones, they can look at some of these other screencasters and be like, oh, this guy uses the camera I was thinking about using. Let me watch his video or something like that. Um, and I think it'll be good, like social drive, social behavior, right? Cause then every, every screencaster that we spotlight is going to want to you know, send people over there and be like, Hey, look at this thing I have on screencasting.com that has like a backlink to my, you know, to my screencasting stuff. And so trying to round out some of the content there to make the site a little bit heavier for, for SEO and, and social stuff. And everybody loves gear posts, like gear posts. Loves it. Yes. Classic win. Like you're just going to have people wandering through there just cause why not? I just love yep. seeing what gear people are using and what they're doing with it and everything. So yep. That's a, a definite win there. Yeah. And, and the things to work together, definitely useful too. just like, yeah, which camera, maybe I already have a piece of something like mm-hmm. maybe I can see like, well, what are people pairing with this and how's that going and everything. So yeah, I like that a lot, especially with like, if they have some, a little bit of write up about yep. how they like it or just like, is there a trick? Like, oh, you need to do this or the microphone mm-hmm. setup should be that, especially with the mic stuff tends to be a lot of yeah things like that or specific cameras having like, whatever the good settings for a streaming or, or even video setup sometimes since they're usually yeah. kind of more photography focused by default um, in their default settings. Sometimes you have a few tweaks there you need to do to get it set up for the video. So, yep. Yep. Um, and I think uh, we'll end up with a, I think we'll end up with a page that's like screencasting.com slash cameras. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be a whole listing of like the different camera options. And then, in each section for like the Canon M50, which is what I'm running. Then we right. can have links out to all the profiles of people that use the Canon M50. And then yep. we can have like a full super heavy in terms of content page for screencasting cameras. And I think given the domain and the fact that we can put a ton of content on there, I think we'll, we'll rank pretty highly for screencasting cameras. Yeah, especially the camera, I think, um, or even the mics too. I mean, I think if you had a page for each of the big camera systems um, and mic systems, and then even just ha- whether it's you or some, you know, pay somebody to go through and do the work of like either building these or even just finding the good videos about on YouTube about how to set them up. Because like mm. when I was setting up for this new setup I have here, it's like it took me like four YouTube videos and like yeah. three hours for this particular camera, which is like Sony A7C. And mm. so like this, and this is actually a really good camera potentially for streaming, like 
it's a video oriented camera to some degree anyway, but it's like, even that didn't have like, here is how you would set this camera up for streaming and the things you yeah. should do. And like, so I think just having that for, you know, cause basically if you do the Sony's and the Canon's, you don't have to do right. every single one even, but, um, the mm. big ones, and a lot of them are same across anyway. It's like, uh, you know, the menuing yeah. system and everything's the same across multiple cameras in the series. So I think that'd be super useful and you get a lot of links for that because it's actually pretty hard to find that. Um, pretty hard to find so you you just went through this so like what part was hard for you to find was it concise or comprehensive or what was the part that was missing end up take there's there was like no videos i found anyway at least for this particular camera that really went through and like how to set it up especially for the streaming um which might be a little different than what you're doing but Mm -hmm. even for the video there was just a lot of like, here's some of the settings, but then I knew other stuff. I mean, I know a little bit about it, which helped um, mm-hmm. if I was starting from less knowledge, I think it would have been even worse, but uh, yeah, just, oh, and just even things like, how do you run the power to it? Like, can you, should mm. you do HDMI out? Or a lot of the cameras have USB-C, which can pipe over it, but there's actually a difference and HDMI is probably better, but not necessarily always. And so there's mm. kind of things like that in terms of the setup physical setup of how you're going to power it and how you're going to get the feed out. And then also then the Sony system, all these camera systems, the menu is a disaster. So, you know, how do you find all the little spots where you need to set it up for whether it's changes for the continuous power or changes for like what settings it should be on for video and all that stuff. So just to get that initial setup. So you have something reasonable uh, and you're not, you know, some of them have overheating issues. Is there right. certain things you have to do? Maybe you shouldn't run it at 1080p or whatever, like whatever, all the different things to be aware of for the particular camera. So you, you know, your first run experiences aren't, you get 20 minutes in and it's shutting down and right. You're or, in the or middle you're of a re- the video recording session, which is super yeah. frustrating. Right. <laughs> Ooh, this so is a good idea. Cool. This is a really good idea. I think, um, so one of the things I'm thinking for like, continually filling the top of the funnel because I want this mm. course to last forever, you know, as, right, yeah, as forever as possible. Um, yeah. I'm thinking I'll do a separate YouTube channel that is just screencasting mm. focused. Um, and this could be a really good, this could be a really good couple of videos where I synthesize all of the information about, you know, cause people are trying to teach you how to use the camera for everything. Right. And I could synthesize all of that into here's how you use it just for a webcam or a screencast, right. basically. Yeah. Um, that is really interesting. I like that idea. The question is, am I going to have to buy a bunch of cameras to like, do it honestly? <laughs> because I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, mm. there's a bunch of services for renting cameras. So for like 20 yeah. bucks, 30 bucks or whatever, you can just like rent the camera and the lens for two days, do the video, send of it back. Of course. Yeah. Of course, just- Ian. This there is why we do this. We do there we do this go. podcast for my benefit. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, yep. yeah, that's obvious. Yep. What is it called? There's one that's like uh, yeah, like glass one. rent or, or I'm thinking of rent the runway, which is different. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look it up. That's fine. yeah um, yeah. It should idea. be easy to find. Okay. I can't remember the names, but I know a ton of people have used them. Everybody seems to have pretty good results yeah. with it. So I think that you're getting like pretty you know. Yeah. Good, good gear in good shape and it'll be fine for your purposes of yeah i, I don't even i don't even want to keep the gear so it's perfect. right <laughs> so okay yeah, and you only need one lens probably or whatever so uh yeah okay cool yeah, that'll be fun that's a, a new, another project for the list yeah seriously um th- i count this i count this as a sub project so mentally this doesn't like 
this doesn't take uh this doesn't take way a down slot. yeah exactly right. <laughs> i don't feel like oh man i got a million no i only have like four things to juggle of which right. subtask a is record right. a million videos so i have a hard time with that i start i, I get down that path this is part of the stuff i've been eliminating from mm -hmm. decisions i made pre-vacation yep is it's just like i get too much stuff going and i'm not as good at that i've never been that good at it. if i get too many balls then i just start to get like it just yep. weighs on me and then i don't do even the things I need to be doing, it's just like, yep. oh, it's too much stress and pressure. So then I got to go back through and be like, nope, don't actually need to do those things right now. Like, yep. it'll be fine. We'll get, we can wait a few months or six months or whatever. Put it on like a separate Notion page for like kind of backlog of ideas. Just Parking send lot, it over yeah. there. So it's not like in my day-to-day -day vision. And then, uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, you gotta, are gotta super that. not alone. I feel I feel the same way. I feel like I have like a natural kind of ebb and flow cycle almost of like expand let's do everything and then i get right. i get to like the the maximum expansion and i'm like uh oh <laughs> this is too much and then i contract down and focus on the few things that i think are most important maybe or most pressing and yeah. then that kind of just that just kind of ebbs and flows over time and i don't know if that's bad like i, I don't know if that's bad i, I maybe know. wish i maybe wish i didn't get to the point where it was like uh, this is way too much. It's overwhelming. I'm die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where, I the, where I am now. So there is this entrepreneurial, uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that issue and it's like, you get that little bit of space. Like you actually get some space and you're mm -hmm. like, I must fill this space. Mm -hmm. Like I must, there's more things to do. Let's pile stuff into the gap. Yep. And then all of a sudden you look around a week later, you're like, Oh, I actually have tons of stuff to do. And then the thing, you know, you have no capacity for like when someone comes out of the blue and wants to charge you $2,000 for a photo you yeah. used 20 years ago or like all these, you know, random stuff that comes up when you're running a business or even side projects or even just your day job needs you to work yep. longer or whatever. Like who knows, like just having the extra capacity to take on those unknown things. Um, yeah. I hit that all the time where I'm like running too close to capacity and then like yeah. something happens. And I'm like, Oh no, I got to deal with that. And and then you start things, actively so. trying to like shed projects. You're like, right. oh, I can't do that. That's, right. I mean, <laughs> Hugo, Hugo designed my website, I think back in like September or October mm -hmm. of last year. And it's now September <laughs> of this year. And it was just one of those things where at the time I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's freaking, let's do a website. That seems awesome. And then he right. designed it and I was like, oh gosh, right. I don't have time <laughs> to do this. Like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. That's, that's one thing where I think I, I do get in trouble sometimes is I'll have like, I'll start the project and have yeah. like other people, you know, pay them of course, but have other people right. do parts of it. And yep. then I'm like, Oh no, now it's back to me. And so, yep. you know, hopefully, hopefully Hugo's happy one to see his design out there. And two, of course I did pay him for it, but now I'm finally yeah. like, all right, here we go. This is now it's come back around to, I have time to do this. <laughs> the number of people and the amount of money I've paid for people to not do the things I asked them to do is <laughs> completely insane um yes i know i paid you i'm i'm fine with you not doing it just forget it like just the yep. what you were gonna do and then place on me like i'm fine just paying you to not just take mm -hmm. that money enjoy it um i don't even want you to produce it <laughs> yeah. and i just want to worry about it um so yeah i do have had that happen numerous times so yeah and it's kind of like if they do produce the thing it's like yes i'm thrilled to death with the work you've done it's amazing i love right. it I just, I'm going to sit on it for a little while. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs>
So but. we should get the full the full update. What's up with the Hello Query? I don't think we've even talked about that. On we have not talked much, about so. that in a while. So we've been doing we've been doing a push with. Uh, do you know Boris Lepkin in the hmm. Laravel community? He's the guy who wrote Advanced Inertia. So. Okay, uh, yes, I know that. So he's the uh, Inertia TypeScript. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a wizard. Like I thought, I thought for a long time that I was a really good developer, and I think I am. I'm right. not as good as Boris. Like Boris yeah, is right. <laughs> Boris is a gosh dang machine. Yeah. And it also happens that he's like really, really good at the front end. Um, mm. and I'm I'm okay at front end. But in terms of like, all right, let's wire up inertia and view all together with typed stuff on the back end, like I don't I don't hold a candle to Boris. Right. So anyway, we've hired Boris to help us build out some of that stuff. Um oh, awesome. Because, like I said, I got to this point where I was like, oh, this is too much. Um, yeah. And we were just moving too slowly because I just I was also having a hard time. Like projects been going on for a thousand years um, right. and losing some of that motivation for that side. And so mm-hmm. bringing Boris on to like just plow through some tasks has been really awesome. So that's been going well. We're reaching the point where it's like, all right, let's let's. Let's onboard some customers here. And oh, wow. so, yeah, Colleen and I are talking about like, okay, we're we're about to approach the starting line of this project. Like, even though right. it feels like this should be the finish line, we're approaching the starting line. Let's talk about like what that's going to look like going forward. Yeah. Um, and so there's still some, you know, there's still some decisions and, and stuff to be made there. Um, but just having someone else that's really, really talented help me on the development side has been like a huge boost in terms of like um, like emotional fortitude to have yeah. somebody else picking up some of that slack. Um, so that's been great. So thanks, Boris. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for being, <laughs> thanks for being a, a 10x developer. That's amazing. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah I think there's getting to shipping is so important and like that's something i haven't always factored enough in and actually with a huge new project that we'll talk about on here eventually um i've been reworking a lot of that so that to try to get to that shipping part faster um and and uh yeah so i think uh i think that's super important like because when you're just on that march of like the never ending march it is it is very difficult to like stay motivated and even to remember what you were trying to do at times and things like that and so i think having that um yeah whether it's help or just reorganizing i think there's actually uh jason cohen has a really uh interesting blog post about this where kind of indirectly about this but he was more talking about like mvps and how he doesn't like mvps yeah um but more about the idea than of doing something where it's it's just smaller but complete so mm-hmm. that like even if you then don't add on to whatever or even if it takes longer than to get to the full vision it's not that you're shipping this kind of junky uh doesn't even work for the customer tool it's just that you're shipping something that is small but that there is a use case for even if it's just that small feature set yeah um and people could love that small feature set and then you know you can either build iterate off of that yeah but like but that different take on it which i kind of like that idea of it as well yeah yeah and i feel like there is there is like a big emotional win from having that in people's hands um so that you can start to get that like 
that you know that dopamine from people actually using the thing instead of yeah. just sitting quietly alone working on Some it all the time. Money changing hands and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So when when are you you mentioned it in passing? You got a big secret project we're going to talk about at some point. Yeah, we'll talk about the big secret project. All right, I love it. We're not okay, there so y'all stay tuned. Come back, come back yeah. next week, and we'll probably not talk about it then. But keep keep coming back. <laughs> but not be next week, but eventually but we will. Eventually, talk about it. eventually we'll get to it. We're definitely going to talk about it, but not not yet. Yeah. Um, we have lots of other stuff to talk about, though. Let's do so it. No worries. Um, what else we got here? So. All right, so what about, uh, well, all right, I'll, we can talk about this. So I posted about Year of Livewire. What do you, you think about did. that? I think, I think 2024 year, is the Year of Livewire, is the Year of Filament, is the Year of the Livewire ecosystem. Okay, me, so before, be before I year. tell you any thoughts, tell me like right. what you were doing and what kind of prompted the, the Year of Livewire tweet. Well, I've just been super deep in Livewire again. Um, so sort of a long story, but the short version is, I plan to do a bunch of stuff with Livewire <clears throat> 3 last year when it was, okay. you know, sort of supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> actually, you know, did some sponsoring to help do some of that, whatever. It just took longer as these software projects do, sure. whatever. So it's fine. So I, that's, this is what, where I kind of then got over towards into the React and all that, which we've touched on a mm. little bit here. I was like, well, I never looked at Inertia, never looked at React. Let me go off in that direction for a bit. So I went over there learned react played with inertia and all that stuff fine so then livewire 3 comes out and uh you know new filament comes out and there's a bunch of other you know projects along all along the ecosystem the spotty stuff's all being updated to livewire 3 i know the laravel core stuff that uses livewire is has been updated or will be updated mm-hmm. soon so <clears throat> so i've been back in livewire 3 streets i'm like all right let me get in here since this was kind of my original plan and, and we use livewire for other stuff anyway so uh lara jobs uses it and our mm. the store thing that's launching today for HelpSpot uses it and nice. whatever so we use livewire a bunch of places but and oh, i just love love it um not even like super super deep on it yet but i've been loving all the changes um i just think it's like so obviously like the foundation to then build on for world domination um, oh, wow. So yeah, I'm all about the world domination. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and I just think this is like, it's so integrated with Laravel in the way that none of the other things can ever be, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just great. And I think what the filament guys are doing is great and how they've expanded that to where you can build. It's not just like an admin panel anymore. It's, you know, got bigger ambitions than that. And you can really use it to build other sorts of apps and things. Um, and I mean, Fullman's sort of a little bit intense uh, and and yeah, heavy so talk, to get started with. Talk to me with, about but... Filament because I thought it was I thought it was an admin panel, but now I'm seeing people like you say it's like application builders. So like, right? What, what is the scope? What is the scope there? Yeah, I mean, the scope is kind of massive. So I mean, it's definitely where you could use it now for. And maybe you always could to some degree, but I think it's been flushed out a little bit more where it's not just like admin for the like the little literal admins of the uh-huh. system to manage an, a SaaS app. But you could definitely use it whether uh, it's going to be a little hard to explain, but they have this kind of a panel, which is sort of like an admin dashboard, but you could use it for actually the UI of your app now with what they've done with it um, or or part part of the UI. Like maybe you have like, you know, like a user area, but then there might be other areas that don't, necessarily use filament for like the front let's say that maybe is mm-hmm. more custom or things like that so you could mix and match um you could also just use the individual components like the table builder like i just saw like spotty's using the table builder 
Yeah, um, I've seen the table builder, the media media library, I think. Um, yeah, and the form builder and things like that. Uh-huh. So, and you know, it's basically the missing component library of the Laravel Livewire kind of I see ecosystem. Uh, in terms of if you want the like fully integrated components, now I still don't think they're all the way, and they're definitely not all the way to sort of the full on polishedness of like the React ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's gotten a lot closer and is a lot uh, better. And then you're making different trade-offs. Like maybe it's not quite as uber polished as that in areas, but then on the flip side, like it's super tied into Laravel and right. uh, it understands Laravel and you can just totally ignore a whole bunch of annoying kind of API validation, yeah. all that stuff, uh, in, you know, networking communication type things uh, because it all just magically works. So yeah, so I, I don't know. So are I think, you using uh, Filament for anything mm. at this point? So I'm not. Uh, well, we use actually one of the components, like the table builder in the mm-hmm. new store. Um, but I am evaluating for a super big secret project, uh, possibly using it pretty heavily. So okay. yeah, so that's what I've been kind of digging into to that stuff. Um, but yeah, I just think it's like all reaching this place. I think it's all going to get a lot better too like they're coming out with like like filaments the lead designer i think he is at filament is coming mm-hmm. out with like a theme package so uh, that you can have some different styles in there if you want something like a little cleaner than the default things like that mm-hmm. um and yeah there's just a, a lot of activity on the live wire end and the filament end with people you know doing a lot of active dev work around it so it does I seem to be a, to a lot very better. active project yeah, it seems yeah, like there are a lot of people active. working on it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of motion on it, and a lot of people are like contributing to it. Um, is there a paid component? How do how do these people make money? Uh, Filament, I don't believe has a directly paid component. No, <clears throat> um, you can sponsor Dan, who kind of runs it. Um, and, oh, same and Dan with is working for a company, right? Yeah, I think he works for Kirschbaum. Um, yeah. So I think he's like semi-sponsored in that way. I don't know exactly the exact deal there, but I do think they do give him at least some time to work on it is my impression. Um, And then, you know, Caleb has uh, the kind of live wire, the Alpine components that he sells. And then he has a lot of GitHub sponsors, although Mm -hmm. GitHub has kind of messed that up a little bit on the sponsorship run. But, um, and they, and Livewire also has a paid support channel now too, if you want to get right. paid support for like, if you have a big Livewire project and want to be able to have kind of direct access to the core brain trust, then uh, you can, can pay That's them right. for that, which is a great program too. So yeah, I mean, all these things, I think it's like every open source project, it's like, how do you mm-hmm. monetize it to yeah. kind of survive um, and pay yeah. the bills so tough, you can build the open source thing people want. Um, Okay, so Livewire 3 plus ecosystem plus tight integration with Laravel. That's why you think 2024 is the year of, of Livewire? Yeah, I just think with this new foundation, like, so there's always been a little bit of, like, kind of rough edges to Livewire mm-hmm. um, when you get in there and, like, build something more complicated where there can be just more kind of difficult error states or a lot of sort of subtle things you have to be aware of yeah. to make that work and so i think that's a was always a little bit tricky or for pages with lots of components there'd be like a right. lot of network stuff going on and things like that and a lot of that stuff is i mean almost all of it really has been 
you know, made a lot better fixed. Yeah. Um, if it was like kind of more bugs or more sensible defaults or I know <clears throat> optimized in terms of like the networking. So like the foundation is like super strong. And I think with filament on top, then you just have this nice way to actually get started mm -hmm. with bam. I can like build out an idea really quickly, um, which I know has always been also kind of one of Taylor's uh, core tenants, so to speak mm -hmm. with Laravel is like, can you get to building something, you know, pretty quickly, um, which is why Laravel always does such a great job with, you know, the other elements of like, uh, you know, authentication and having all those yep. jet stream and all those things to make it really easy to just get all that boilerplate stuff that is terrible to build kind of out of the way right at the beginning. And Laravel just can give you that. So, so yeah, I don't know. I just think, uh, you know, and I, I you know, I now having just gone through all the react stuff too, it's like, you know, even with inertia, it's still, you know, it's still yeah. JavaScript, right? Yeah. <laughs> like ultimately, got him. Got him. Welcome <laughs> home, baby. Yeah, you're back. back. So it's still JavaScript. Uh, yeah, it's still JavaScript, and it's like if you don't have to be in there, or if something can make it nice for you, uh, so that you you're in there, but you don't have to really know too much about it, except for when you really need to. And then Livewire does a great job with that. It's all integrated yeah. with Alpine, like fully now. So it used to be this sort of like they weren't actually. Yeah one in the same but now it's essentially like they're one in the same and so you can use alpine which i like a lot um and you can they can cross communicate really easily where you need to and so for those times we do need to do something javascripty uh that's literally only in the browser then great like you can do those weirdo javascripty things mm -hmm. and sync it up with livewire if you need to and have that all work magically so yeah i buy it i buy it yeah I, I'm, I'm with there you, you so i think I think Livewire 3 is uh, like a step change, like a fundamental right. improvement over Livewire 2. Just I was never a heavy Livewire user, and I'm still not, actually. Um, but I have used Livewire 2, and I've used Livewire 3. And I do think all of the time and energy that Caleb put into Livewire 3 was worth it, because yeah, I think totally I think great. a lot of a lot of the like uh, I feel like a lot of the drive-by critici criticisms of Livewire 2 was around performance and requests and that kind of stuff. Right. And I feel like Caleb went to the nth degree trying to solve some of the batching and, like you said, tight integration with Alpine so you can do some stuff that is strictly front-end but is still fully integrated to Livewire such that when you do send a request, like, it all goes together. Um, right. And so I think... I think my point of view on Livewire is I actually don't mind writing JavaScript that much because I write Vue and not React. A little, little bar to React there. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, Vue. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. But we're not talking about that yet. Yeah. Um, but what I do love about Livewire is just the network chasm has been crossed and you don't have to worry about, I think you mentioned like APIs and validation at some point. Like it's just all, it's just all there. Like the front end right. and back end is handled like the communication between the two is handled for you. And that is just, it's just a delight to use, to not think about like, all right, how am I going to serialize this and send it across the wire and validate it and send some response back and respond to it. Um, like Jason wired up my, my new website and there's like a, a listing of content and you can filter between like videos and articles and talks and that kind of thing. Right. And he did it all in Livewire three. And I think with, uh, with folio, 
Is that the single page one or yep. is Volt mm-hmm. the single page one? Which one's the page router? Well, one? Uh, well, the Volt is the single page Livewire component. Yes, and then yeah, Folio is the page routing. Okay, so yeah. he did it all with Volt style Livewire, mm-hmm. and so you just open up this content list and like you see right. a little bit, a little bit of Livewire at the top, and then the view or the template at the bottom. It's like, oh, there. I get this. This is right. <laughs> this has like collapsed a level of mental complexity in my mind, yeah. and I. I, I really dig it. Um, so I do think I do think um, the ecosystem is developing. I think all the work that Filament is doing is great. I think also um, Philo, everything that Philo touches yeah, in the Philo. Livewire ecosystem mm-hmm. is is incredibly high quality. And he's got I don't I don't know all of his projects, but he's got a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, but I could see it. I could see twenty twenty four being the year of Livewire, well, and hopefully with like the the PHP resurgence uh, and me trying to convince people that PHP yes. is good. Hopefully we, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we get some momentum going here. Well, the other thing too, I think that's huge for Livewire is um, the sort of uh, that it's been fully brought into the fold under the Laravel domain. So it's like livewire.laravel.com. So that's always the other thing is like, you know, to, you can drop Livewire in for sure and just like use it here and there, but also it's, you know, I think ideally in some ways, like you'd be, especially in three where there's like kind of the single page mode where it can yeah. really be preloading things Super and like, cool. so you can just have it be everything basically, but that's a huge commitment. And obviously everybody's always scared about like, well, this is like kind of a thing it's run by, you know, one right. or two people. Like, do I want to have my entire app built on this thing? And so, you know, being in the official Laravel fold just has that extra level of ins- of assurance that, you know what, like the Laravel ink crew is going to take care of this project. Like yep. no matter what Livewire is here to stay and it's going to get better. Uh, and it's going to be either even more integrated into Laravel core in the future in different ways. And so, and same with Volt being released yeah. by Laravel Inc. So you have that support there. So it's just like, everything's coming everybody's on board with livewire that this is how this is like the default way to me to write a laravel app it's like Ooh, it's, it's livewire and then like then there's you know obviously there's other reasons why you might use mm-hmm. react or view or just bleed in a super simple scenario or whatever but kind of your main line i'm building a real app um that's you know significant in size i feel like livewire is the the front end technology you're looking at for that on on Laravel, and that's what kind of where things are going in my mind. So anyway, so I think all that kind of comes together to be the year of Livewire. So I we'll like see. it. You you want to hear yeah. my spicy take on the subdomain yeah. subdomain thing? Yes, yeah, subdomain. I want there to be inertia.laravel.com too, and I know mm. I know that inertia is like all things to all people. Little Bible reference there, but I know right. that inertia has all these different <laughs> frameworks. I right. want. I want it to be first party to be in the fold. Yes. I want it to be in the fold fully adopted. And I know that it's like feature complete or whatever, but I just want it to be more specific to Laravel and maybe like, sure. Continue on with the other frameworks, you know, bless their hearts. But like, I want it to be more specific to Laravel. Well, this is a very interesting point because this is actually um, one of the things I hit with inertia. And now it's been like, two months so i don't even remember the exact details but mm-hmm. basically i hit a thing where like i thought it should be doing something a little bit differently and i wish i could remember the details but i literally don't even remember the details <laughs> this is gonna but, be a good one this is gonna be good yeah. content yeah but but that's not really the point the point is that like 
they that it's like everybody's like yeah it's done it's feature complete and i'm like well but like here's the thing of how it's handling something like across the wire that like i feel like it should be doing a little bit differently that would be easier to then manage i believe it was like mm-hmm. on the laravel side it could be doing something a little differently to to be better and everybody's like no it's feature complete and i'm like i kind of get where they're coming from that's like mm-hmm. well like the, yes like maybe like literally the wire Protocol, protocol of it yeah. is feature complete but i feel like there's these other maybe rough edges and then i'm poking around other people seem to have the same rough edges yep. and things and i'm yep. like i don't know like then i do i want to be on the thing that's like feature complete like what's so where is this software that's done like i'm dying to find the done software i've mm-hmm. never had done software ever i feel like that's not really a thing and so yep. that it's done feels a little end to me whereas like livewire it's like hey there's all this activity i know yep. caleb's yep. super yep. building it out and it's like um, I'd rather have the thing that's moving forward and uh, is not feature complete since I don't I know. know what that means in software exactly, I know. really. I know. So I know. I know. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. So I agree. Yeah. Like, I would love it to see it. I think whether I'm using it or not, it would be awesome if it was sort of fully. Ad- I think it has been like sort of mostly adopted, but yeah, I it's definitely it not official, yeah. official. And so, and I don't know if Taylor's inclined to like put a bunch of work into it and things like that, especially since it isn't like just a Laravel thing. It sort of right. has to then maintain the Ruby version. And I think yeah. there's all, whatever other random frameworks it supports. So yeah, there's all kinds. Yeah. I wonder if there's an opportunity for someone with good taste to like build on top of inertia that is Laravel specific. I think there is a project where someone forked it and was doing a lot of the stuff yeah, that I remember people that. have been kind of complaining about, but I don't know I where don't think that it went stands. very far. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. It's like to get that momentum is so hard in open source to, yeah. like you can fork anything obviously, but can you then like build up the crew yeah, around it who exactly. are interested in, in participating in it? Oh, you know who should harder. do this is Boris. Genius. Genius More work machine for Boris. Boris. Yeah. Maybe Boris, Hello if you're Query listening, you, sh- you should do this. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely take on more. That's a good idea. Um, okay, Year of Livewire, I buy it. Good, right. good, uh, good segment there. I think I want to talk about LinkedIn. Oh, going um, from the new school to the old school. Not terrible. Like actually, kind of good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Okay, well, good, so here's, good is far, but let's hear your take. Yeah, well, yeah, I said not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I maybe wrote down good, but I, I said right. not terrible. So historically, here's what I've thought about LinkedIn. LinkedIn right. is a place where you go to tell made up inspiring stories about how wonderful you are. Right. So like mm-hmm. I'm walking to a job interview and there was a, a dog that needed water and I gave it water and I got to the interview and the dog was the boss. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> It's like, that's that's how I viewed LinkedIn forever. It's right. cringe, it's terrible, it's corporate speak, it's nothing. And to be fair, there's a lot of that still there. Um, but I went over and posted some stuff on LinkedIn. I think the one that really um, surprised me was there's a PHP developers group over there. And I went and posted my PHP doesn't suck anymore video. And it got like 400 uh, reactions, I think is what Mm. they call it. Several dozen comments and like 30,000 views um, of the post, not the video. So like 30,000 impressions on this LinkedIn post. And I was like, what? Who is active over here? And I think that's, you know, indicative of of my small mind is like, I only see Twitter (laughs) as social media, but there's a whole world out there. And so I've started posting a little bit more 
a little bit more content over there. Um, and I think one of my rules is always going to be be yourself. And so I'm not doing like the, you know, the the cringe business content. I'm just basically mm-hmm. saying the same things I would say on Twitter. Um, and I've noticed that it's getting a lot of like a lot of traction mm. and I'm super surprised. And so I tweeted something like, you know, LinkedIn might be a viable place to to hang. And you said something like, yeah, it's it's always been pretty good. So. Where what have I been missing? Well, I don't know. I said something along those lines, but really, I you're mean, really walking back the good. I'm thing. walking you're, back on that because you don't want to uh, be on the record as saying it's good. Yeah, well, not that. It's just it, so it's very interesting. First of all, that you even had a more um, sort of a deeper understanding of it than I did until like maybe a year or two ago when I started relooking to it again. Is more like I literally just thought it was a directory of mm. corporate people. Like, mm-hmm. and I was on there, and occasionally people would be like you know, can we connect to you or whatever they called it? And and I would just go through like once a year and like check all the little check boxes for the hundred people who asked to be connected and I would let them be connected. And then I wouldn't come back for a year and I know you could in mail. And so I I was like, okay, well, I guess people are over there in mailing each other and like, whatever, fine. But then like recently, I don't know if it's like the fall of the, you know, kind of the semi fall Mm. from grace of Twitter reignited it, or if this has always been going on. So maybe somebody can tell us the history but then I was like, oh, there's like actually people like I didn't even know about the boss dog story. Like I just <laughs> thought there was like nothing going on there. But there's actually people posting stuff there like yeah. in a Twitter ish social media like yeah. fashion. And I was like, oh, wow. And so then, yeah, like then looking around a little more, everybody's like, yeah, of course. Like LinkedIn's like the best place to post your stuff. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like I never even think I can't even think of LinkedIn. Like anytime I go to say anything in a social context. I never consider LinkedIn. I never think yes. about it. <clears throat> I've been recently trying to make myself think about it unsuccessfully, but I'm going to keep trying because I do think, I mean, it makes sense. It's like, especially if you're on the angle of, you know, the more businessy angle where I'm trying right. to get my name out there for my mm-hmm. products or services or whatever. Well, like just talking to pure business people probably makes more sense than just the randos on mm-hmm. Twitter. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. The, there is, have you solved this barrier? Like to me, there's things I still don't even understand. Like you can be followed, but that's different than the yeah. thing with the check mark. And I don't understand. I guess yeah. you can just follow me without the check mark. And these are Correct. two separate systems. I you guess can like, I don't you know, can like turn weird. on, I think you can turn on creator mode or like some, something okay. like that on, on LinkedIn. And that, um, that allows you to have followers and then mm. you can have the traditional like connections where okay, those are like those separate. people can message you or like you know them or right. something like you're, that. You're the one degree, two degree, whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't like I am I, I don't really care about connections over there, to be honest. Um, so sometimes I'll get a whole bunch of connection requests and I'm like, I don't know any of you people know. And then sometimes right. I get some and I'm like. <laughs> sure whatever i don't care and so i don't have really good rules on that um but yeah the the turning on creator mode or follower mode or or whatever it's called um Mm. separates the number of connections you have from the number of followers you have which i think makes it more like a social network than just a like you know a traditional networking type thing well that's why i was talking to i think the thing that really woke me up was just like a few months ago and I was talking to Eric Barnes of Viral mm-hmm. News, and he was saying how he ha- they have a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn. And I was like, Whoa. "What are you even talking about?" 
<laughs> it's Whoa. like, yeah, we got 100,000 followers. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, who would have even thought? I haven't even considered LinkedIn. And he, he said on Twitter years. that LinkedIn drives more clicks to yeah. Laravel News than Twitter does. Yeah. Which makes sense. It all makes sense. But now it's just like, yeah. how do I retrain my brain? I, I know. It's very difficult. Um, I know. But I, I do want to because I think it just makes a lot more sense over there. But uh, we'll see. Maybe with some of this new stuff coming down the pike, I can I can try to rework my brain over to there a bit more. But so what have you utilized? Like, have you posted about screencasting or what? Yeah, I've posted about done? screencasting. I've yeah. posted, I've shared some of the YouTube videos. And then mm-hmm. something I'm trying to do, something I'm trying to do as much as makes sense Um whenever I have something visual to share is make a little video about it. Even if it's just like a screen recording, not like a talking head or anything. Yeah. Um, because to my understanding, which I don't spend a lot of time, you know, researching the rules of these networks, but to my understanding, every network is like, they want you to stay. They want the viewers to stay as long as possible. They right. want video. They want engagement. And so mm. I, I think I always think like, what do the networks want? what do I want to do slash what am I comfortable like putting out there publicly? Like I don't ever want to end up in the spot where I'm, I'm like tweeting these wise business sayings because they get a lot of engagement. (laughs) So like there's some happy medium between what does the network want? What do I want to do? What is honest to me? And honestly, video video is very easy. So like Mm. with the, with the site redesign, you know, I'm tinkering around and I'm like, Hey, I like the way that this looks. I could do a screenshot and that's better than nothing. Or I could make a little video of the interaction and then tweet that and put that also on LinkedIn. And that I think drives the engagement up a little bit and at least mm. drives the watch time up. And then, so then Twitter's like, ah, we'll push this to more people. Right. So that that's kind of, that's kind of what I've done recently is, you know, take these short little screen recording videos that are like, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. Right. Um, and then put a little bit of text with like, Hey, I'm working on this thing. And that's another thing. I always want to be like a little bit of the moment and talk about what I'm actually doing and not yeah. like, I'm sitting in my ivory tower talking about, you know, how you should think about software development or business. Right. It's like, <laughs> ah, that's just not my brand and I don't want to do that. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm thinking in terms of what am I putting on the, specifically LinkedIn at this point. Yeah. Now that I have the new video set up, I, I kind of want to do more video too. I think that makes sense. It is, it is pretty quick to do really. And, yeah. uh, and I'll have the screencasting course to exactly. make sure I'm doing it correctly. Cause that is yep. the part I get into like screen flow and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in here. Forget yep. it. So yep. like, yeah, yep. uh, that'll be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So doing more video, how do you handle this? Like there is this, so I'm starting to think about some of the stuff for like my new projects and, like how early you talk about them like yeah. i hate you know because you're so yeah. small whether you're like yeah. it's just you or even with a small team it's like stuff just comes up and then you're sidetracked for a month that just yeah. happens all the time uh-huh. and so then you don't make any progress for a month and uh... so i hate talking about it like too early but also you have to talk about it like i think a lot of the Got interest to. and engagement yeah. is like here's what i'm doing this is what went wrong like so if i'm not talking about it early then it's just like oh it's launch day and then exactly. whatever you haven't built up any momentum so yep. there is this like balance of like I want it to be functional to some degree before I really get into talking about it, but also not Man, too far along that it's already too far along. So I feel I that I feel that deep in my bones yeah. because like it's we tricky. talked about, you know, ex- expansion, contraction, you do a thing and then you're like, I can't do this thing right. right now. And then, you you know, you cut it and I'll be honest, it's a little embarrassing to talk about something you're doing. 
yeah, and then have to like have to pull back for a second and then months later people are like oh are you ever gonna finish that thing and I'm like <laughs> yeah honestly i'm trying like right. yes i want to and yeah. i will but like i i have a full life full of things that i'm doing that are not just like the one thing that i'm tweeting about or the one thing that you latched right. onto that i'm tweeting about right right so yeah i i feel that a lot and i think the risk so the benefits, let's talk about the benefits. The upside, I think, is potentially unlimited. You know, right. you, you share the thing, somebody shares it, whatever, whatever. The whole the whole deal of like, you put yourself yeah. out there, good things are going to happen. The downside is you're going to potentially be embarrassed. And I feel that a lot. Like, I yeah. feel that a whole lot of, I'll put something out there and then have to drop it for sometimes a long time. And people are like, why didn't you do that? And it's, it is embarrassing and it sucks and I hate it. Um, yeah. But... I think it's better, like, I have found that it's better to just, like, talk about what you're working on at the time, um, and then, like, just kind of hope hope that you carry it through. Like, I have right. a lot of open, I have a lot of open threads on what I'm doing and what people know that I'm doing and that sort of stuff, and sometimes I'll yeah. pick up a thread and, like, push it down the road a little bit, mixed metaphor. I'll push the, you know, kick the ball down right. the field, whatever. Right. Um, and sometimes I, I have I have to drop it, but, like, I think the screencasting one is a good example. I didn't really tweet much about it at all until I was pretty close to being done because that one I knew like, man, you got a long road ahead of you. Like you just got the design done and that the design is very cool. I got the design done in like April or something, but I hadn't recorded a single video and I was like, Mm. I'm not, I'm not going to start this treadmill until I'm pretty close to done because that's a good example for me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to keep the hype. Like I want to carry the hype through to like the launch day where people pay me money and buy the thing right. instead of like, this is something I'm just kind of working on. Let's all see how it develops together. So yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. It's, it's a very tough call. Yeah. But I like that idea. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, I want to get things to a point where they're like semi-functional and more than just an idea in my head, but then yes. definitely way before. Yeah. It's coming out in a month or whatever. Like yeah. gotta be before that. Um, what well, kind of gets into this whole idea too of like uh, I don't know maybe we should save this for another episode but I want to get into that Tony Fidel tweet at some point that I'm obsessed yeah with let's let's save, let's save that because I feel like that's that's that. gonna be a big one you know what yeah. you know what I want to end on yeah I want to end on the fact that your kids aren't gonna drive what what's going uh, on there trust me it's a, this is a very interesting <laughs> interesting story you as a young a young parent. Um, I'm going to come down be the old wise man right, here yeah, and part knowledge that like you just have all these thoughts about your kids when yeah. they're little or before you have kids or all these things. And then like what actually, how the world changes along the way is quite interesting. And then how that impacts your children is quite interesting because the world you have your kids in will not be the world that they grow up in and then become young True. adults in. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, uh, everything's changing in the world. So I don't know of the three kids, only the oldest so far has not got his license and doesn't have really any. Interest okay. In hit me with the ages so, again. How old are they? So he's 17, 17. And then the younger two are two young guys, 13 and uh, 10. So, okay. so the but the other two, at least right now are the younger two are like, we want to drive. Like they are a little more okay. like how I felt. I mean, I was there literally the day I turned 16. Yep, same in in the dmv to like get my license and do all this yep. stuff fine. uh but yeah the oldest he's not interested in it and then at first we're how like, does he get around 
it's so they, I, he is okay with sacrifices i would not be okay with so okay like obviously we we take him or um pretty much like obviously we're taking him most of the time he has a girlfriend so sometimes the girlfriend's family takes him but like even does right the there, girlfriend like, drive the girlfriend doesn't drive. no either? the girlfriend doesn't drive and he doesn't what? drive i know and so like when oh I, so I'm married to the woman I was dating when I was his age. So we are married, my wife and I've been yeah. together the whole time. And like, I was, li I like lived at her house. Like I, like as soon as I got my license, I was gone. I was at her yeah. house all day, every day. And we would go, whatever, we're driving all over. We'd go to New York city, even though that was illegal. Uh, Cause you have to be 18 to drive there. We'd be all over the place. Right. And so. We just, I mean, I literally was never home. The minute I got my license, that's it. That's the last my family saw me. I was out <laughs> like 8 a.m. till midnight every day. I was out in the world. And yeah. I don't know. He's like fine. with. I, and part of that is like about the technology, like whatever. He can talk to his girlfriend. He can message her. He can video chat with her. He could do whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, they're okay with it. And so then we started like just seeing these articles pop up. This is not even weird. Like, this is just a, this is a thing now. Um. Really? Like it's like a huge percentage of kids are not getting their license when they're 16. It's like 50% or something crazy. And, and yeah, so I don't know, like, is wow. it because I know there's Uber? Is it because like people are going to live in cities and they feel like they don't need it? I, I, I don't know, but he doesn't really have any interest and he's okay with the limitations of like, obviously only being able to go places when we can take him for the most part. And uh, yeah. Wow. So it's very, I cannot it's imagine. Okay, so being 16, driving through McDonald's and getting a McFlurry, Lived and then drive, drive around at like <laughs> 11 at night listening to Postal Service, thinking about yep. how you're never going to die. Like, that right. is being 16. <laughs> I know. It's wow. very strange to me. That is, be yes, I would just drive up and down our main road. Like, yes, Listen to music. Sure. Take the long way home. Yep. Yep. Just like back and forth. And yeah, like, but you know, that's a whole weird thing. I mean, with technology, I think, I mean, this is all part of the, I guess I feel like it's possibly a detriment. Who knows if it's <laughs> that actually was a, a deep detriment. Breath. You were, you were <laughs> stealing yourself <laughs> yeah. for that, whatever you were about to say there. But, uh, it's like even just driving around in my town, which is the mm -hmm. town I grew up in. So I know this town very well. I mean, when I'd ride my bike around before I had a license, mm -hmm. I mean, there was kids everywhere, kids on bikes. Yep. I remember yep. being scared of the kids on bikes. I remember yep. being friends with other kids on bikes. Kids walking, kids everywhere. And there's no kids anywhere now. Like, there's no kids riding bikes. There's no kids walking. There's no kids anywhere. So I do think there is. And then, I mean, you think about, like, how did COVID impact all that? Yeah, like, a lot sure. of these kids in their kind of formative years were like, well, no, now, like, you're already staying inside a lot because you have game systems and phones yeah. and all these things. And now, like, no, you're really staying inside. And I don't know. So is it just like that? This is the Amazing. culture for this age range. But. I don't know. He said he might get it at some point, so he's not totally, totally written it off, but he's not in any rush. Um, wow. Which is in, very interesting uh, and definitely one of these things where, like, yeah, like, I would never in a million years think I'd have a kid who didn't want to drive because, like, I was, like, miss driver number one. Like, I was there. Yeah, for one real. Doing it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, my my bet with my wife is that our kids will never learn to drive because cars will drive themselves. I saw not, you say that. <laughs> yeah, not because they won't want to. Maybe I'll win the bet on a technicality. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's yeah, a good thing. Go. I love winning. Yeah, as long as I win, I'm happy. But I've yeah, I've yeah. been watching like the I think it's Zooks. Maybe Z O O X is one. Mm. Cruise has one. Um, but like the Zooks cars are. It's interesting when you go to like autonomous vehicles, like 
for real autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. they don't have to be, the interiors don't have to be designed and shaped like cars of the I past, know, that's right? that's what I want, yeah. Yeah, and so these Zooks cars are like mobile living rooms, basically, or they're like, you know, single, like single parts of a train, but on wheels. So you have like, I right. think, four seats that face each other. And you just kind of push a button and it shows up and the little, you know, the little doors open and you climb in and then they close. And I think that's going to be, uh, frankly, I think that's going to be the future. I think it's going to be, even if you own one, maybe, maybe you own one, maybe not everything is a rental or a, a on demand or whatever, but you have a vehicle that like you can, you can get in and tune out until you get to the spot you're going. And we don't have time to talk about it today, but also I think tunnels are the future. You can get me started about You're tunnels. You're on the Elon, we can, we can do the Elon train. Yeah, we can do a whole hour <laughs> on how everything should be underground. Um, so, but I think I think that's the future. But hey, if I went on a technicality mm. of like, you know, kids just want to stay inside. I, I, I guess yeah, I, I mean, you should check the fine print of your, I know, of your bet I need there. To, I, if I, it I actually know. is, does it have to be truly autonomous or just that nobody drives anymore? Maybe I'll, I'll keep v- bringing it up to her and it's I'll just drop Apple like the VR autonomous. headsets and like nobody actually leaves the house anymore. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Check right, back in. Let's see. They're two we'll, years we'll old. Check, check back in 14 years. Um, so y'all stay tuned. Yeah. Stay 7, tuned to the pod. 7,846. <laughs> we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll know for sure. But, Hi, man. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you soon. See you. We will. Yeah. I want to. Hey, hey, hold on. Oh, whoa, know, whoa. We have a whole I list know now. Where to find us? Yes, because every episode you're like, we Tell fumbled where to find it us. last time. Yeah, right, I'm always okay, like, I don't up, know where up, to find up. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do the thing where know. you say, "All right, man," and I'll say, "All right," and then we'll go to where to find <laughs> us. So start over. Go ahead. All right. All right, man. All right. Well, Ian, where can people find us? That was perfect. <laughs> you can find us at mostlytechnical.com on Twitter at mostlytechpod. Uh, I, I guess we should get a LinkedIn. I don't know if that's even a thing, but we should do oh, that. No. <laughs> and then uh, mostly technical podcast at gmail.com. So if you have feedback, you can uh, send that there um, or just hit us up on Twitter and we will note that for the feedback segments. But uh, all right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Okay. Now that's the end. See ya. See ya.